I am so glad that you have joined us today. Welcome to the sanctuary. As we continue this sermon series, I had to take a minute and consider this important thought, and that is this, that God is doing a new thing. Amen. And so as I was putting this particular sermon together, what came to mind was this thought about monuments. Now, when we think about monuments, they're often raised as a reminder of a victory or of an extraordinary loss. Here in Cedar Park, there's a monument placed at the police department to honor first responders who've given of their time and sacrificed their lives for others. What's important to consider is that this monument, it wasn't built by just one individual. It took a group of people coming together to honor the sacrifice of others. Many worked behind the scenes for this to all come to fruition. On the day of the dedication of this Cedar Park monument, I saw folks from EMS, the fire department, law enforcement. I saw city council members, people from the community, family members of the fallen, and even leaders from churches from all over our community. We all came together. We came together to honor the families of those who have lost loved ones for the sake of others. That day, we saw folks from all walks of life stand together in unity. They understood what was at stake. They knew the cost of serving others. We stood together to give honor, to pray for our community, and pray for our world. I want you to know that when people come together in unity, anything is possible. Amen. Unity can stand in the face of division. Love can stand in the face of hate. God's grace can be demonstrated in the midst of sin. Salvation and freedom can occur when people unite together to share the good news with a hurting world. Why should we stand together? Well, that's a great question. United we stand, but divided we shall fall. In a time of chaos, in a time of confusion, now is the time for the church to shine brighter than it has ever done. Our focus passage for this series, it's all about God and how he will make a way out of absolutely no way, where he will bring life to dead things because God is able to make all things new. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 43, beginning at verse 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Here's what I want us to know today. God is doing a new thing, and it will be only accomplished when we unite together. The division in the world is palpable on every level, but the church of the living God, we must do 
better. Amen. If we are the church, if we are the people of his pasture, we must be able to do better. If we're going to experience this new work that God is about to pour out, we better be committed to the spirit of unity. Standing together for the right reasons is not just as important as it was in Bible times, but it certainly is extremely important now. And so today I'm going to preach on this thought, a new thing, united for his glory. Amen. I want to be united for God's glory. Throughout the Bible, there is example after example of the power of unity. Many times in the Bible, you see this practice of creating memorial stones. They were not raised in praise of human accomplishments, but in honor of God's power, in honor of God's faithfulness. The Old Testament provides us an important story about unity through a group of people who banded together to see God's will fulfilled. The children of Israel, they've been wandering around in the Arabian desert for 40 years, finally poised to re-enter the land promised to Abraham. However, there was one more obstacle to overcome. When they arrived at the Jordan, they found it at flood stage. The Jordan River running south through Israel's Rift Valley flows from four streams that appear along the slopes of Mount Hermon. This river, it was impassable. Its crossing was impossible. But God gave them an improbable means of making it Across. That's the kind of God that we serve. He can make a way out of absolutely no way. So he told them to choose 12 priests, one from each tribe. Have them take the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the Spirit of God, and step into the water. They were commanded to step altogether into this water. Now, here's the spoiler alert. I already shared with you two weeks ago the victory they won at Jericho, but today I'd like to give us a little backstory on it as to why they were able to work together to achieve God's promises. These Israelites, well, they were a generation removed from the Red Sea experience. They'd heard all about it, but these folks, they hadn't experienced something like that. Now was their opportunity to step out in faith and to trust in the Lord. The Lord promised them that when all the priests would step into the water, that the water would stop and that they would be able to cross over safely. This was more improbable because, hey, it's harvest season. The the water's, it's at flood stage. And since Here's the deal, though. Since when does uh, God allow impossible situations to stop him, right? I mean, God rolled back the waters of the Jordan River just as he had done with the Red Sea. God meant what he said through Moses years ago. Last time, it was just one man and one rod in obedience that brought deliverance. This time, a group of people obediently carrying the ark 
caused the waters to part. I mean, to me, that's pretty amazing. I mean, in this moment, it took a group of them banding together. And in this season, in that moment, it was a group of them getting together. And that's when the miracle unfolded. God's signature once more to assure his people that he was going to be true to his word. This time their deliverance would come as they banded together. After Israel crossed, God gave Joshua some very specific instructions. In Joshua chapter 4, beginning at verse 1, it reads, And it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one from every tribe. Command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you. Leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. So Joshua did exactly what the Lord told him to do. He sent 12 men back into the riverbed of the Jordan to bring out 12 stones. 12 men hoisted these heavy stones on their shoulders from the Jordan's floor, piled them together in the promised land. By God's command, they were stacked there as a sign, as a memorial unto the Lord. It would be this unmistakable marker that at this very place, right here, God demonstrated his power to overcome any obstacle to his will. In doing this, Joshua knew there would come a day when Israel's children would ask for an explanation for this Phenomenon. I mean, what is this? What, what's going on here? Why are these rocks stacked here? Here's the answer that God wanted the next generation to know. Spiritual teamwork makes the dream work. Spiritual teamwork, it makes the dream work. Joshua chapter 4 and verse 6, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, what do these stones mean to you. Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Then Joshua chapter 4 and verse 23 adds, for the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. That all the people of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Because the priests were united and obediently followed their leader, a miracle transpired, a miracle occurred. These memorial stones served as a testament of God's faithfulness. It's something about looking back to our life and understanding there have been moments, bedrock moments, where we can point to say, yes, God was faithful to me at this 
moment. These memorial stones were that testimony to God's people. They demonstrated also that they were united, united in obedience. And in that uniting beyond the moment, they saw deliverance occur because obedience brought forth deliverance. It took faith to walk into that flooding Jordan River. Yet, when all the priests were in the water, all working together, united as a team of individuals, that's when the waters parted. So spiritual teamwork, it's certainly one of the lessons of the crossing of the Jordan. Another lesson is that Joshua's generation used different methods than Moses' generation to get the job done. Different methods were utilized. Different seasons call for different methods. Different seasons call for different methods. Right now, we're not going to be able to do things the way we've always done them. I know it can be scary at times, but we've got to trust God to walk with us through this Jordan River to show us new methods during this season and the new impartation he will give for this new work, this new thing that he is doing. In the Bible, anytime you see a heap of stones, it means that something died here. God did something miraculous or we made a commitment to the Lord. Or many times, it means that all three transpired at that place. At the Red Sea, God destroyed the power of Egypt that had held his people captive. At the Jordan River, God removed the obstacle that barred the way into their inheritance. We were once Satan's captives, but we were set free from sin and now can experience salvation through Jesus Christ. Now, Satan, he's not going to give up easy, right? I mean, he's not going to just leave us alone and let us just kind of go our way. No, he tries to place barriers between us and our promised land. But I want you to know that there is no river, there is no sea, no obstacle, no desert that your God will not be able to bring you through. I trust in God's sovereignty today. I trust in his power and he's going to unleash his blessing in your life as we are obediently following after the voice of our master. God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. We stand at the junction where the impossible meets the promises of God. Where the impossible, where it meets the promises of God. So come with me, church, to the point of our crossing. Today, we gaze at a much hoped for dream, which has been planted in our hearts by the Lord. Today we look to God's promises. We consecrate our hearts and our church. This is the very ground where we are seeing the gospel being made real to people on a daily basis. This is the place will serve as a launching pad to bring about salvation and deliverance to our community, 
to our world in Jesus' name. In these troubled and difficult times, we lean on Jesus. We are learning to trust in the Lord. Now, it's not time to be distracted by all the chaos, all the life events that are going on. There's no question as to whether we're living in the end times. We are here. We are living in the end times. The question is, are we ready to meet Jesus? Are we ready to meet our Lord and Savior? And while we are here on this earth, are we ready to do a work for him that must be done? Are we ready for his work to be done through us? We don't live in fear, right? We don't live in fear, captivated by our past. We, as God's people, we live in faith. Our hope is found in Jesus Christ. It's not found in a worldly system. It's found in Jesus. Jesus is coming back, and I'm going to be ready to meet him, amen, and take as many people with me to the throne of the Lord. So today we build a memorial, a marker of our confidence in Jesus Christ. So for the sanctuary church, what do these memorial stones, what do these stones mean? What miracles has the Lord done in our lives while at the sanctuary? Who have we seen transformed by the power of God? What financial miracle has occurred? Blessing unfolded, individual healed by prayers. What has happened in your life while you have been here at the sanctuary? What addictions have we seen the Lord deliver people from? What families have we seen restored? Who have we seen baptized in Jesus' name? filled with the Spirit, now living a consecrated life to the Lord. Make no mistake today, memorials are not about what we have done. It's not about what we've accomplished. Our personal memorials focus on the fact that it's all about Him. It's all about the Lord. If there's any question today, let me declare with a resounding voice. It's not about me. It's all about the Lord. It's about his plan. It's about his purpose. It's about his kingdom being made real here on earth. I must decrease and he must increase. It's not about any one person here, not about my ministry or your ministry or who gets the praise. The Lord is the one who is to be elevated in our hearts and praised with our voices. Seeing that rock pile, hearing the biblical account, Israel would know clearly that they had not crossed the Jordan in their own strength. These stones cried out that God did this. By his hand, we have conquered the river. By his power and faithfulness, we have accomplished this thing. So may this memorial in our minds and hearts today stand to speak to us all. Let it remind us according to Psalm 127 and verse 1 that unless the Lord builds the house, 
they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. The Lord is the one who will build this church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against this church. It's not built on our abilities. It's not built on our talents. It's going to be collectively through all of us, our availability to pray, our availability to work and to serve. We're called to do our part to see our city, our community, our central Texas area, the entire state, the world, the entire area reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. This church, it needs you, my brother. It needs you, my sister. It needs you, young person. This church needs you. This work of God, it needs your time. It needs your talent. It needs your treasure. It needs your dedication to prayer and overwhelming love that is in your heart to reach people. This is God's church. God has empowered me to lead this congregation to new heights through him. When you are in unity with the pastor, you're in unity with God's plan for this church. When you tear down leadership or when you sow discord, in essence, you're attacking the very thing the Lord gave his life for on Calvary, attacking the very thing that God, that Jesus Christ gave his life for on the cross. That's why you need to pray for me. You need to pray for our family. Pray for wisdom, for strength, for health, godly insight. We all need to work together with the vision that God has for this church and for our city. Let's devote to the Lord our strength today. Let us devote to the Lord and say, God, I want you to strengthen me and declare Zechariah's statement that in Zechariah chapter 4, 6 declares, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. From start to finish, let God be in this place. Let God be in your living room. Let God be in our hearts. This is God's church and God has a plan in place. Our memorial stones will declare to us and the world that the Lord has built the sanctuary church. The Lord is building his church. The Lord delivered this person from drugs. He delivered this family from divorce. He's brought direction and deliverance to somebody who was lost in this place. Our lives will serve as an everlasting testimony, a memorial to all that the Lord has done. This is all about God. It's all for his glory. We worship the Lord today in spirit and in truth. It's about the missionary purpose for which we exist, the challenge to change so that God can manifest his will more freely and fully through us. Change me, Lord. Make me more like you so that I can see your will fulfilled in my heart so that I too can be on mission for you every single day. Today is our day to set up our 12 memorial stones. As we march through our circumstances, let's unite under the vision that God has for our community, for our city. Let's unite under the banner of God's love for a lost world. The song says, 
people, get ready. Jesus is coming. Soon we will be going home. When you look all around the world, the signs are there that Jesus Christ is coming soon. So now is not the time to be distracted. Now is not the time to be distressed. It's time to press on in God and see his salvation at work. Let this be the day in which you embark upon his plan for your life. Let today be the day that you trust in his power and strength for your situation. It's time to leave the familiar. It's time to take a risk on the Lord. It's time to step into the water, walk toward your God-given destiny. Unite together in one mind, in one accord for God's purpose. And being so, we are united for God's glory. My friends, this is your moment. This is your hour. This is your window of opportunity to make an eternal difference. These stones show that God has and will do a new work, and it's all about him. He's about to do it again. Amen. 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 As we bring this to a close, what is God calling you to do? What is God calling you to do? What distractions or disgruntlement do you need to surrender to the Lord right now? What fear must be laid on the altar today? What impossibility do you need to surrender to the King of kings and the Lord of lords? We're going to pray here in just a moment. Before we do so, I'd like to tell you a few things as well as share with you. These are some things in which we can respond to the Lord today. If you've never asked Jesus to be Lord in your life, if you've never asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins, if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins or been filled with the baptism of his spirit, today is your day. Today is your moment to enter into covenant relationship with Jesus Christ and allow Jesus to be Lord and Savior in your life. If you need to make a commitment to the Lord, today is your moment because God is here and he desires to meet you right now at the point of your faith. God is ministering. God is blessing and God is about to do a new thing. Let's pray together as we consecrate our hearts and lives to the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you, God, for all that you have done and all that you're about to do. Lord, there are some who need to let go of some things. They're holding on to them, holding on to these things that are holding them back from walking into a new future in you. Sometimes, God, we can be uncertain. We can be scared, unsure about what to do during troubled times. Some would rather talk about everything rather than do something. However, God, this is our moment to unite together, one mind and one accord, united for one purpose and one mission. Now is the time to honor you with our lives. So I pray, God, make yourself real in me. God, I pray, make yourself real in all of us right now. Let your power demonstrate, Lord Jesus, more freely than ever before this moment that you are God and you 
you are Lord and you've got great things in store as we begin to trust in you with our lives, with our future. We surrender to you. We want to serve you with everything. We want to give you our everything, our all today. We want you to be the center of our lives. We consecrate ourselves. We dedicate our lives, our future to you. We're not going to be ruled by fear anymore. We're going to walk in faith. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you need something from us, I believe God's ministering right now. If you need something from us, would you type that in the chat feature right now? Would you say, look, I just need prayer. I've got this issue I'm dealing with. Or maybe you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Or maybe you just say, look, I have not been all in. I need to get involved in serving the kingdom of the Lord. This is your time. Why don't you reach out to us? Let us know. Type it down. Send us an email. I believe God is ministering right where you are. Let's begin to praise him. Let's begin to thank him. Let's begin to consecrate our futures unto the Lord because God is doing a new thing. And I believe without of that, we are called to unite for his glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.